video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my man Grizz, and Yo. we are here for episode 158. Wow. I really yeah. can't believe that we've done 158 weeks of this show. I mean, obviously, you haven't been here for all 158, but it you've been here. It doesn't even feel like 158. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've definitely been here for a significant amount. Yeah, a good uh, chunk, man. We That's for sure. do over, not have over a year. Yeah, dude. Hey, man. You're whatever. We're now. rolling. Shit, dude. Yeah, we're rolling, dude. You're you're a you're a uh, mainstay of the podcast <laughs> now, a staple Stuck. of the show. We are missing Anthony this week. He is on a shoot. He is working, but we shall do this anyway. So I, uh, I'm pretty excited to do this episode. It's one of my favorite movies. Very on, really? strange. Oh, dude, I love this movie. What are your favorite movies? Yeah, like my favorite, one of my favorite action movies, man. Okay. I mean, it ain't Phantasm or fucking zombie, right. but right. it's it's an action movie that I absolutely love. This week we watched. The 19, I guess this, you know what? First of all, let me put it like this. I will say when Shogun Assassin, wink, wink, our movie came out, and that was November 11th, 1980. Now, the thing with this movie, it's actually a combination of the first two <laughs> Lone Wolf and Cub films that came out, I believe, in 1972. And it's basically an Americanized uh what what would you like hybrid i guess that's how you know a like, movie's gonna be great when it's two fucking movies combined <laughs> <laughs> well, well really it's only like 12 minutes of the first movie and it's a lot of the stuff that it's a lot of like exposition and all that stuff like builds character it, yeah i mean you could go back and watch this i believe six of the lone wolf and cub films you could watch oh them all God. they're all watchable one through three are, are definitely good they're quite uh, different when you actually watch the originals. It's not so weird to me. dubbed. Yeah, it's not dubbed. It doesn't have such, I don't know, like odd uh, choices, I, that, I guess. I hope there's like, you know, a bunch of like Japanese. I hope there's a Japanese bad taste, like equivalent podcast out there that's like covering the original movies on their fucking podcast. It is like. Can you believe what the fucking Americans did with that piece of shit Shogun Assassin movie? Like, I, I just hope there's a, in a reality that in like some dimension or some shit that that's actually happening right now. It has to. It yeah, has it to it exist. It has to be, yeah. Have you ever looked for podcasts that are in other languages? Like, have no, they but, ever come across your feed? Because uh, definitely not mine. But, you know, I, it's funny that you say that because, like, just when I was, like, saying it, I was, like, thinking in my head... So I'm that big of a fucking multitasker. I can talk and think at the same time. But I was like, man, I wonder if there's like, uh, I wonder if there's, there's got to be other foreign language. I mean, but like, how come I never find them? I, I want to find like an Italian, a fucking podcast talking about zombie or something. That, that, that seems authentic. It must go by language. You know what I mean? Like when in your iTunes settings or whatever, yeah. 
because we do get British podcasts. You know what I mean? Like you're able to find those no problem. Uh, but I've never come across another, you know, another podcast that's in a different language. I don't know. And Not I'm, that I I'm, speak other languages. To- <laughs> yeah, well. I speak a little Italian, but uh, yeah. not enough to understand the fucking <laughs> podcast. No, but I would, not. I would love to have somebody from one of those come on, dude. Oh, I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find a down. Japanese horror podcast. I'm gonna try to find one, dude. That should be the mission. We gotta try to find a Japanese horror podcast where the, the a host can at least speak English enough to understand us and the bullshit that we have to say, and yeah, get them well, to come on and and be a part of, of this. And like, I would love, dude. There's so many great Japanese horror movies that are like not, oh, an American release or an American movie that was released in Japan, but like legit Japanese horror movies that would be so much fun to cover. That would be an awesome crossover. I'd love to pick those guys' brains or girls' brains because, you know, what do they think of the shit that came out of here? I want to know what they think of like shot on video, shitty American films from the late 80s, early 90s. Like that would be fucking awesome. Or is it like, is it even on the fucking radar? Like, is that something that they even like are aware of or give a fuck about? You know, they could have their own. There could be like a whole world of like, you know, low budget that we're unaware of because it's just so hard to, you know, obtain in our country. So, yeah, I, I would, oh, it's so, so interesting to to get my hands on somebody that would be able to answer some questions like that. That would be if you have any recommendations for something like that, please let us know because we want to reach out to them. We would love to literally do that crossover because like when you look at, I guess, my Japanese tape collection. There's a oh, lot yeah. of stuff. There's a lot of crossover with wrestling. A lot of American wrestlers go over there to do stuff and shit like that. But that's different. That's like sports. You know what I mean? It's, but the Japanese wrestling scene does, ha- does have a lot of connections to the American horror community. So I'm, I, oh, I, dude. I, I, I think of it's course. more the same almost over there. Where did you see like Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason the Terrible, the Boogeyman? Yeah, man, that's all like IWA Japan and all that shit. And they loved it. Wild. So that shit is they, so cool. Yeah, like they must, you know, be into that stuff. But I want to know how deep they can go. Like what made it over there? I have a Japanese Dead Next Door, Japanese Dead In, shit like that. That's true. But we, I, the Dead In we watched was was the Japanese release. So like they yeah. did get some underground shit. But I want to know exactly what they got. Like, yeah. you know, what they got darkness over there that's something oh, yeah. that there's a japanese release but like i guess we're being a little it? ignorant then but like i guess my point would be like is there the equivalent like what's their darkness and their culture like is there a yes. movie that was released uh in their language by you know a, a director from that country that we could be like let's check this out and really get fucking psyched on it yeah i want to see the japanese shot on video fucking scene what the hell Dude, is yeah. that like because I kn- I know of things like Sweet Home, which is like a big movie over there. Oh yeah, but but the average person here has no fucking clue what that movie is, and that you know game and everything was the basis for Resident Evil. So there's that connection with that. But I want to know: Is there a Japanese shot on video scene? What came out at that time? Did it come out at that time? And like, what do they think about all this shit? I, I'm really curious. I feel like it'd be interesting too, just because there's so much shit that's like lifted from Japanese uh, art that like our culture just fucking eats up, yeah. dude. Like people like that, that, that uh, what is it? Um, the Hunger Games fucking shit that came out a few years ago. I mean, the basic premise of that is like Battle Royale, this movie from fucking Japan that is 
absolutely amazing where they basically like put all these kids on an island they all get a weapon and it's like last kill each other survive (laughs) yeah wins which is a great premise on its own but so like it's it's not exactly like the same thing but it's like it's pretty fucking close so i feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that um, americans have like really come to love that they owe to japanese culture and I want to dig fucking really deep into that horror scene, man. Yeah. Like you're saying, there's got to be some gnarly shit. Everything that I can think of that would be considered low budget, like trash cinema and shit. It's it's a lot of like um, uh, like mermaid in a manhole type stuff. You oh, know the what guinea I mean? pig like, stuff for sure. That, that yeah. that's definitely where like my mind goes when I think of like underground tumbling you know, doll of flesh and yeah. shit oh, like that. You know? Which are gnarly fucking films and like the, i think like what what holds up more of those films um now you know years later is like the uh the folklore that's attached to them of them being is they didn't know if it was real or not they were released under the, the idea <laughs> Char- that they were charlie like, sheen called the fucking government <laughs> yeah like it's just it's so fucking funny like the whole like the whole history of those and i think that's what really makes those special but like if they're doing shit like that, then there has to be other stuff that didn't get the attention that the guinea pig series got. Of course. And the only reason why we're really kind of, uh, I guess, sing- um, singling out Japan is because we know stuff came out of Germany. We yeah. know stuff came out of Australia. We know stuff came out of the Netherlands. Like, but what about Japan? And, and other you know, countries it's, too. I'm interested. Like, what, dude? Like Russia. Like, what are some fucking like films that were made in? Ru- I've never heard of Russian films, and that's a fucking crazy country up there. I, I watch these paranormal fucking TV shows. All the Russian videos of these caught on camera shit is wild. The Bigfoots up there are crazy. The fucking <laughs> weird bitches floating in the air, dude. There's some wild stuff going on in Russia, and like, I want to see the horror movies that, that came out in the fucking late '80s, early '90s in Russia. Did they even make them? They had to. You know what Dude, I mean? There has to be. Like, well, where there's a will, there's a, little, a way. Yeah, that government was a little nuts at that time. So I wonder, you know, it might even be super more so. underground. Yeah, it's like super underground then, you know? Like, I don't know. If you guys have answers to any of these questions, please let us know because we're very interested and we'd yeah. love to maybe cover something that we've never heard of. If you have a copy of something that we've never seen, heard of, had the option to watch, like, let us know. We'll fucking check that shit out for yeah, sure. Like, if, if you, you know? hook us up with a great lead that pans out, we will buy you a Cracker Barrel gift card. That's how oh, fucking hell yeah. serious yeah. we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Shogun Assassin. Uh, Grizz, are you into like samurai films, martial arts films, even modern ones, you know, shit like Jet Li and all that I, stuff? I, I, little, uh, slightly different, but. Rumble in the Bronx, maybe? Yeah, well, you know, like, that's, <laughs> that's the extent of my, my kung fu film watching is like Jackie Chan films. Now, uh, this is kind of odd for a movie from the like, early 70s like this. We always talk about American horror films and stuff, how the things that people usually will bring up, there's actually no blood, there's no gore in it, all that stuff. I mean, except the Herschel Gordon Lewis shit. This movie's fucking bloody as hell, man. There's some pretty fucking crazy stuff in this. Almost Peter Jackson-esque stuff. Yes. There are some good moments. There's also some some okay gore. You know, I, I will say that the the moment to moment 
the, the highlights, the peaks of, of battle that were gory kept my focus enough and it kept me interested enough for me to, to watch the movie. So there's that. Well, well, when you got two movies to choose from, you can constantly just take <laughs> the good parts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this whole film series, Lone Wolf and Cub, it was based on a manga. Which is pretty cool that this whole thing came from, you know, a Japanese graphic novel, basically. Thanks for explaining it, what that is for the people, because I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, in America, generally, you'd see that with superhero stuff. You know what oh I mean? Like God, that's not that's, that's, Make well, more of this. I'll, I'll take more fucking Lone Cub and fucking Lone Wolfman <laughs> Boy or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. I'll take more of that than these goddamn superhero movies. Dude, are you familiar with Hanzo the Razor? Uh, no, but it, uh, fill me in. What is Hanzo the Razor? So, it's, um, a very interesting movie that our main character here, he's, oh, it's not he the, the same character, it's the same actor. Same he actor, plays. the actor, I will say, legit. That is yeah. probably one of the best things about the movie, is, is the dude that plays Lone Wolf. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this fucking name right now. All right. Who is that? Thomas Saburu? That dude. <laughs> Thomas Saburu. That was pretty good. Thomas Thanks, Saburu. Dude. Wakayama. So he's also in Hanzo the Razor, and uh, all I gotta say is he has a very interesting way of uh, interrogating some uh, some uh, females in that movie. Oh. <laughs> He has a very interesting way with females in this movie, also. So that's uh, that's it must be a thing of his. Dude, that he must is, be like he's got a presence, yeah. dude. You know? Okay. He, he's like that dude from fucking what's it called? That uh, No Country for Old Men. He's like the the Japanese version of that fucking dude. That's so, what he reminds me of. Dude, he is not like a ripped guy in all these movies. It's generally like a good-looking fucking, you know whatever like yeah. a handsome dude this guy is like pretty chubby he seems like a pretty big dude though you know what i mean like he's oh, he's yeah. got some size to him which i guess if you're playing a character of the uh shogun's decapitator you'd be living well you know what i mean you wouldn't be the starving story. to death in like the fucking countryside so no, I, mean, I guess that makes like sense the, he looks like the fucking john belushi ninja from saturday night live <laughs> i mean that's pretty much like the exact character you're getting here but but dude he puts on that face and it's just super serious and like oh, to me dude to me the act like his physical acting like his presence in the movie is perfect and I think the way he conveys like the emotion of what happened like to him in the movie is perfect. The way how like even his son, he's willing to like not, like sacrifice his son for the good of the mission. And like the way he says everything. And granted, it's you know dubbed. It's dubbed. But his yeah. his facial expressions when these things are come you know going on, it's fucking awesome. It's he's a really like he's a presence and a half in this compared to everybody else in the movie except for the little kid dude the little kid's cute as fuck in this oh son. yeah adorable for sure <laughs> i mean and i do love that and like some of the voiceover stuff like fucking nancy from fucking roseanne is like one of the voices of the female ninja characters wait <laughs> uh, you're just pulling that out of your ass is that real no, dude it's 100 percent real sandra bernard is one of the voices of like it's like the I'm pretty sure it's like that main like badass the uh, supreme ninja samurai lady who's like 
who's like sitting oh there talking God. to that guy and it's dude it's fucking nancy from roseanne like dude i had a crush on her so hard oh, when i was oh younger God. man that's on the wikipedia there it is i just had to look that up dude that's it's fucking so awesome yeah she's and she's i heard the voice and i was like yo i know that fucking voice that is not a samurai dude it just fucking makes me laugh now that i that that's who it was and you know what it kind of does sound familiar now that you're saying it i've yes. watched this movie a fucking million times but like i never to that put scene that together like, dude that's fucking her 100 percent. when she's laughing at the other guy <laughs> that's that's how i knew it was the fucking <laughs> laugh man i i think the casting is pretty good in this i think everybody looks how they should look you know what i mean like the <laughs> like the the, the ninjas and I love the ninja the women outfit. assassins. You I'll like say that, that, dude? I will say yeah. that. I re- the only okay. So like, I I do enjoy this movie. I don't want it to come off as like I fucking hated it because like there's a lot to enjoy here. I just wish that the, the story had more beginning, middle, and end instead of just like these jumping to battle to battle to battle was like was pretty much what it was. But like. There's so much good about it though too. Is like, and one thing is like the casting. It, it, it all fucking feels 100% authentic, and it feels like to the time period. The fucking ninja outfits are badass. The music is fucking sweet. <laughs> like, there's a lot about this. And the camera work, dude. There's, there's there's a lot of great things, especially for a 70s film, about this that I really love. It's just that I wish it just like it, it got a little boring in between the great parts. That's all. Yeah. Like if they would have cut out maybe 20 minutes of the movie, it might have streamlined it a little bit more for you. Now, me, there's so much action that like I could deal with the lulls and I still enjoy the parts where it kind of lulls a little bit. Like to me, it's still it works, but uh, I see what you mean. And it's probably because things are kind of lost in translation I, um, I think that's true. When they cut the movie for this, uh, I guess version, when they cut the you know the Lone Wolf and Cub films, they removed a lot of the stuff that would be, I guess, like culturally irrelevant to Americans. You know what I mean? They thought that they wouldn't really, which is care or be interested. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you lose shit, and I, obviously you lose something because yeah, mean, the, the story is definitely lost here in this movie. I understand that the the basics of like what they're of the story and like the whole you know like what we've laid out so far with how he lived as like the decapitator and stuff like that and they fucking killed his old lady and this shit but i feel like those lulls that are like in between that are just kind of like weird fucking here's naked bath time with my son and like all these like weird fucking (laughs) scenes that are like kind of uncomfortable like if you would have taken those out and gave me more plot thickening fucking juiciness to like stick my teeth into yeah like Give me something more. Like, what's the end game here? Like, fucking give me some build where it doesn't really do that. And I think that's the only flaw that it has. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's just hit the trailer and we'll start talking about the movie. Oh my, there's a lot of, fucking, do we haven't even talked into the fucking yeah. trailer yet. Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I want to <laughs> start talking about and I know it's just going to lead into like, you know, just digging into the movie. So let's hit the trailer. Return to the vanished kingdoms of ancient times. Journey through a lost empire of mad wizards and barbaric passions. Behold the saga of a legendary warrior 
a loving father who has the power of a dozen armies in one sweep of his mystic blade. This is a story of honor, disgrace, vengeance, massacre, and a man who became a demon, Shogun Assassin. Once, he was the greatest of the magnificent samurai. Now, he hunts the evil lords who butchered his wife and stained his honor. One man and one child defy the most notorious masters of death on the planet. Like father, like son, meets the greatest team in the history of mass slaughter. Nothing on earth can match their infernal fury. Nothing on the screen can match this awesome spectacle of sword and sorcery. Shogun Assassin, baby. I'm ready for this. There's so much that I fucking want to say. And I just want to touch on something that you said before, how you kind of wanted to know, like, the end game and all that stuff. So the end game of this is he has to kill the Shogun, right? He needs to get his revenge. So there's six movies. I haven't seen all six, but apparently they never show the final confrontation. Never happens. So that's why, like, I guess there is no, like... The, I guess like the end of this movie, the big fucking payoff is he kills the fucking the His brother. brother. But yeah. in reality, to the story, that's just a fucking subplot. Yep. That they're trying yep. to use as like the main finishing plot. To the, like that doesn't fucking equate to like an ending to me. Like that doesn't. I guess that's why. Like when I at the end of it, I it, it fell on a flat note because there's so much good shit that I'm just like, man, I really wish that the story had some fucking balls. Something for me to scratch, dude. Jesus Christ, there's nothing here, man. I don't know. Well, you know what? It's kind of like an Empire Strikes Back type deal where there's an ending, but it's not really an ending. It's kind of like, wait until the next one to figure it out. And the third movie, I think, was released as Shogun Assassin 2 over here. I was going to say, is there there like a a sequel to this that they did? Not an Americanized sequel. You'd have to watch, you know, the Lone Wolf and Cub ones. Yeah. Yeah, which the third one is pretty good. If you go watch the third Lone Wolf and Cub movie after even just watching Shogun Assassin, you'll understand. It kind of picks like up. You'll, yeah, yeah. And like there's a lot of cool shit. Like he's got like a reputation now. You know what I mean? Like everywhere and people want to duel him and all that sort of oh, shit. Yeah. Like it's fucking sick. Which I love that type of thing like from history. Now, granted, the samurai were not very good people. They were good to maybe each other. But, like, if you were just a peasant or whatever, like, they could just fucking straight up kill you. Oh, yeah. And it didn't matter. You know what I mean? But in this movie, 
you know, our our main hero, I guess you could say, Ogami, he's he's a good guy, sort of. <laughs> right? Blood bloodthirsty. Yeah. yeah, a little, little bloodthirsty, but he's straightforward. Yeah, well, he's trying to get revenge for the murder of his wife. He was the Shogun's decapitator, like we said. Yeah. And the Shogun, I guess, started going crazy. They said his head was filled with devils at oh, this the point. Demons. Yeah, he was going yeah. nuts. Evil and fucker. I okay. Before I go any further with like this plot, the intro to this movie, dude, you uh, cannot tell me that that shit is not sick as fuck with the music is. playing and everything. And like the title card is one of the best title cards I've ever fucking seen. So sick, hundred <laughs> percent. The fucking font, everything about it. I hell yeah, I, I'm jacked on that shit. I love that. Ogami's son uh, Daigoro. He basically is narrating. It's a little kid narrating the intro, and you get the backstory to um, Ogami's wife being murdered when the ninjas actually were coming for him. Him swearing, titty. yep, him <laughs> swearing the oath. Damn to, kid ruins it though. <laughs> uh, Ogami swears an oath that they're gonna pay with rivers of blood, right? Like, dude, that shit is fucking awesome. When they show him as the Shogun decapitator, when he's wearing that, like, you only see it for a flash. Now, if you watch the actual movies, you'll see it, like, more. I'm sure. But he's wearing, yeah. like, that traditional, like, Japanese samurai garb where, like, it's almost like, um, is that the white? Like those, is it, wasn't it white or something like that in the flashback? He, yes, but he's not. It's not the one that looks like the Power Ranger thing. It's yeah, the one where right. it's like, <laughs> um, it's like the the socks with like oh, the bushy yeah. pants and he's he looks exactly like a painting that you would have seen from that time period it's it like struck me as just so like fucking cool like Everything wow i want to see more of that authentic as fuck dude all yes. of it feels like very well like researched and put together and like because like when you would think of like I, what, I, what i liked about it is that i didn't see any of like the samurais that you or somebody else that you would say a samurai to and you would see that kind of an outfit that fucking like Ninja Turtles 3 fucking samurai <laughs> type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that stuff is real. It like, is. That 100%. Wasn't, that that was this time worn. period. Yeah. Well, that wasn't worn like in your daily life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you weren't like, wearing that, that like an going you know, around. A lot of that was like Imperial Guard robe and like, you know, robes and stuff like that too. Whereas like the samurais in this movie were like legit what a soldier samurai would be going yeah. out and fighting in and i dude it looks so fucking cool i love that now, now granted we are not historians we're I not am, you know so. <laughs> Chris actually has yourself. A, yeah he has a phd in uh japanese culture and history <laughs> that's why so, i know all of this yeah direct all your hate mail to kane <laughs> underscore enabler um <laughs> but i agree like i feel like a lot of the costuming and stuff would have been more it's more like this i guess right like when you see the photos of like the the samurai now granted those would be you know way 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 at the end of the of the era and everything like late 1800s and all that shit yeah, the photographs um, that you're seeing yes sure. yeah. yeah they're they're dressed like these guys like they have like the robes uh, the kimono is that still considered a kimono i don't know yeah, if it's still a kimono when a if a guy a wears it i don't i don't know I, i'm not all in on that but uh i feel like it they look really cool the ninjas look really cool every time they would come attack this motherfucking ogami he always had the answer 
It was so sick. He pulled that sword out and like the way he just like wielded the blade was awesome. It didn't look like when you see Tom Cruise doing it in fucking uh, The Last Samurai. Yeah. It looks legit. Oh. Dude, it looks legit. One of my favorite subtle things about the entire movie, and it reminded me of like an old spaghetti Western, which I fucking love those type of fucking movies, man. And it's like they would do the close up of the sword on the hip and he would like <sighs> flick it just a little bit to like open it Get up. Get ready. So you just see the little, like an inch of the blade and it goes like, and it like opened like a click noise. It was almost like you're like, like, you know, on a revolver, you're pulling the hammer back. That's what yeah, it reminded yeah. me of. Like when they're ready to duel, I was like, dude, that is so fucking badass. Like that, this feels like a Western to me right now. And yes. I, I love it, man. Absolutely. I, you know what? Like, I'm, I was wrong. You know, I was, I thought I didn't like this movie, but I, there's so that much that I about fucking, it. there's so much that I do like about it that it's hard for me to be like, well, the story sucks. I guess I don't like it. It's like watching a spaghetti west, uh, a spaghetti western, where like I, it doesn't really that's it make sense half the time, but it's still entertaining as fuck. And like the whole thing with the sword, how he's like he like kind of pulls it out a little bit. How about when he puts it back into the fucking sheath? Oh, he has and a he little does, like, like the, thing. He like does the spin and like puts mm. it out, or he like wipes the blood off of it and then like, like flips it. it back in. It's done so well. That you're like, holy shit, this guy actually looks like he knows what he's I, doing. I, dude, I, I thought that in one of the scenes, too, because like he does this way where he puts it back in, whereas like his other hand is like very close to the blade, and he's like sliding it between his fingers as he's putting it back into like the sheath. And I'm like, this motherfucker is a ninja, right? Like He's like legit, <laughs> like he knows how to do this stuff, because it's so believable. That or it's a when, rubber blade, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Not it, at this dude, it time. Looks, no, it looks so real. I 100% think these are like, I don't know if they're like sharp as, you know. Like, yeah, but still, would dude. Be. It's still a piece blade. of metal. Fucking, yeah. yeah. When, when they come after him to try to kill the son, his child son, and there's all those other samurai fighting him in like a close space. And he's just whacking the fuck out of all these guys. And there's yeah. an overhead shot when they're outside, when he's walking down the steps. And it looks so awesome when he's fucking, all the sword play looks really good. Like he must actually be fucking whacking these guys with the sword as he's going. I would love, I would love to know more about like the, this entire series that they created here. Like, the making of it if there's like fucking information I, I this is definitely gonna make me get into these stupid ass fucking movies now you're gonna go watch all the low now i'm gonna go watch movies. all these movies i don't understand a goddamn <laughs> word in but i'm gonna get into it because of this shit just because like you're right dude the sword play like that is like some next level stuff like all of it is very believable like at times i was almost like taken out of the fact that i was watching a movie and not like legit people being hacked to pieces only thing that like brought me back to reality was the fire engine red paint blood yes. that they were using for yes. the gore. That's what I hated <laughs> probably the most. A lot of the gore is great, but whenever I see that bright ass red paint for the blood, I'm like, ah, oh, it's cringy. So when Grizz is saying gore, we're not just saying like little like gunshot wounds where a little blood comes out. You see multiple people's heads get fucking cut off and you see the dude when he duels the shogun's son at like sunrise you know what i mean and he's running he's they're running at each other and uh, ogami like ducks down and daigoro has a fucking mirror on his forehead to Genius. blind 
first of all, you hear the Shogun saying, like, the, let the <gasps> sun blind him and all that stuff. Yeah. And he does it to the sun. And it is so fucking cool because you see Ogami, like, in that samurai pose after the swing. And the Shogun's son is decapitated, like, reaching for his head, like, spinning around. And you just see blood shooting out. And when I say blood is shooting out, it looks like fucking dead alive. Like, it's and, literally shooting out. And the out. best part about that <laughs> is that it's this crazy fucking scene of this guy's like neck spurting in a beautiful setting like yes. sun fucking setting wheat field like so picturesque and that's what i love about it i love how beautifully gory it is that yes. is what makes it that's what made this kind of special to me is that like it's i love movies that are dark really fucking twisted that make you feel like shit for watching them but are also <sighs> stunningly beautiful that's kind of like my fucking thing in film and this has that going on where yes. it's it's stunning but dark and and fucking brutal man that was awesome when there's tons of great um like set pieces and scenery in this when uh he's fighting the other son i think it's another one of yeah. the sons of the shogun so is that the shogun the, 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 the shogun is, looking motherfucker yeah, with the eyebrows, with like yeah. the stick. Dude, tell yes. me he does not look like the dude from Holy Mountain. <laughs> those shots, dude, 100%. Sometimes you see like the fake eyebrows too. You see like the oh, little webbing, bad. like the fucking, it's okay. It, it makes it work. But like when he's watching from above and they're fighting in the water, dude. Yeah. And even before that, when like there, you the see uh, Ogami too. take a fucking swing with his sword and he cuts the bamboo down also as he kills one of the guys. Like, dude, all these set pieces are so fucking good. That's what made it's it feel awesome. real because like the sword was cutting these fucking bamboo trees at the same time he was hacking these people. And I'm like, dude, hey, this did. is sharp. That's this a sharp blade. Like, yeah, that and it's like great camera work if he's not really hacking these motherfuckers because like. It it looks believable for sure. Yes, but man, what you're saying though, like when he's fighting the second Shogun's uh, son, like even the Shogun is being like, I don't care how many sons I have to lose to to get this motherfucker. You know, I'm gonna get him. You know, kind of a thing. And like, dude, it's such a cool ending because doesn't he get like decapitated too, or does he get his head split in half? Either way, like he gets I, he gets. I'm pretty sure it's decapitated. Hey, oh, dude, it, I'm pretty sure he gets because uh, he was the decapitator. So he was like decapitating the the Shogun's sons. Like that's what would make sense to me. He he decapitated the first one in the the one the in the uh, the the wheat field. Yeah, he gets decapitated. The other one in the water. Does he get? I he gets cut. Uh, I got, I don't know. I got I got. I know that he dies, but like I I I, I, want, I know it's something to do with his head too. Like a hundred percent, he fucks him up. But well, he keeps fucking hitting these guys. Through the, he's going through their swords oh. straight into their foreheads, and you That's see the I blade in too. the forehead. <laughs> so, like, I wonder, in like, if the in the original, if there's something uh, about like his sword that is special from when he was the the, the, the the decapitator. I don't know what else to fucking call him for the Shogun. If he had like a special blade that was like stronger for his job and shit. That's like why his sword's able to just like cut through everybody else's fucking shitty swords and stuff. I know that like in Japan, like sword making is like an art form and there was like really high end swords and there was, you know, cheaper swords and shit based on how many times they were folded 
when they were made and shit. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm super interested in this original story now, man. Like you, you fucking got me hooked. Yeah. Is this a fucking Hattori Hanzo sword? Yeah, Kill exactly. Bell? That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Like, well, give me a price range on this bitch. <laughs> At one point, though, I think was was it one of the Masters of Death, which is one of the other uh, groups of bad guys in this movie. Does, one of them calls it the a mystical blade. So you know, so, yeah, I don't know. Right. It has right? to be. There has to be something to it then, because he cuts through everybody's shit in this movie like oh, everybody's yeah. and he throws the sword at the end and the one master of death is like how do you throw your sword like he he's surprised your, yeah like because i actually i think like the whole throwing your sword thing is like a samurai would never do that you would never yeah. th- it's it's like disgraceful and dishonoring by throwing your sword in battle so like he would never expect this motherfucker to throw his sword so when he does it and it like pierces his body. He's like so <laughs> stunned. I loved that. Like, cause I just think that like it shows that like he, this lone wolf character is that. He don't give a fuck. He doesn't play by your bullshit shogun rules. Like he's going to kill you. He will do whatever it takes to fuck you up. At some point he says, like, I'm I'm now walking the path to hell. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? What a like great he line. So Wait, good. you know what? Let's let's this is another fucking insane part of this movie. So his wife is dead. It's he's left with it's just him and his son. And the son has to be like one or two years old. And they're sitting there and he's he puts a sword in the ground and he puts a ball next to it. And he goes, it's either the sword or the ball. If you choose the sword, you come with me. If you choose the ball, you will join your mother in death. It's like so he heavy, gives dude. this little kid the option of which path to take, and the kid takes the sword, and he gets all happy. He's like, "You will join me." You know what I mean? Like samurai without a master, those, like all that. Those shit. are the plot points that I loved. Seeing things like that, like I wish they had more development, like with their relationship and his training and this kid, because like even like there's a part later on where they they kid or like the the ninjas who are after him get the kid. Oh my god. And they're gonna fucking they're gonna dump him in this well. They got him all fucking yoked up, hogtied, and they're gonna drop the kid in this well and let him drown. And like the the dad's like, you know, hey, my kid's ready to fucking die. Like it it ain't no fucking thing. He's prepared. I'm prepared. Let's fucking dance. And he like he almost like gives the kid this like subliminal fucking thing, like a nod, like like, like, let's do this shit. It's about to go down. Hold your breath, motherfucker. Here we go. And like it's so wild. Like I, I want to know more about the development of this this child because he's obviously a special kid. He can do some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, at one point, um, the uh, Ogami is attacked by the ninjas, and he's stabbed actually a couple times. So he's like losing blood, and he eventually passes out in this shack. And Daigoro, his son, goes and like gets some water from the fucking stream. Which also his theme in the song, the little ki- uh, in this movie, the little kid's fucking theme yeah. is awesome. It's, it's so really good. good. But he goes and like you see the kid sees like the statue that the people like left like potatoes at or whatever, and he like he knows that he's supposed to do the right thing for the gods, and he takes off like his jacket and he puts it on the statue and he takes the potatoes back. Like he, yeah. he switches, he switches them out. 
and he and he baby birds his dad too. He takes the water and like spits it in his mouth. <laughs> he he realizes that that he can't cup the water with his hands. Yeah. So he's like, how else can I do this? And he basically resuscitates his dad. And he's like a little kid. It's fuck cool as That's hell. What I'm saying. I need to know more. I need, I want to see more of that like build in this movie, man. There's, but at the same time, like I do like that like the movie moves along kind of quick. I like that it's not keeping yeah. me here for fucking two hours with a bunch of bullshit. So I, I, yeah, beggars can't be choosers. So in the original Lone Wolf and Cub movies, there is no um, narration by the sun. And I do feel that the narration adds to the it movie. Helps. Yeah. Dude, there's so many good lines that the kid says, like, dad says, don't count the amount of people that he kills, but how am I, uh, you're supposed to pray for them, but how am I supposed to know how many to pray for if I don't count? Yeah. Like, dude, small things like that. The end line of the movie Sometimes I wish things were different, but a wish is only a wish. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's like, a that's, that's a heavy fucking line. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and I, I guess like that's like this isn't, isn't this like a completely like uh, for Liquid Swords for the Wu Tang album? Yes, a isn't lot this of, like a heavily of, fucking yes. dubbed off of and shit. Yes, and I also sense. feel that that ending line is kind of a callback to the beginning. When yeah. uh, uh, Ogami's wife says, I had a bad dream, and he says, Dreams are only dreams. And then, but that dream comes true. You he know even what says I mean? that and, when she's dying, which is like kind of a heavy thing because she's like dying right there, and he's like, Your dreams are coming true. And like when you would normally say that to somebody, it's like a happy moment that, Oh, hey, your dreams are coming true. But like, this is like, Oh, you had a bad dream, and now that's coming true. It was such a cool fucking like kind of play on what. What would normally be a happy thing to say to somebody i thought it was really yeah. cool it's it has so many heavy lines for like a, a grindhouse type film like dude that ending line in the movie literally gets me every time because like that's something that you would legitimately say like in real life like yo he said yeah. like man i wish things are different but you, you have to do this <laughs> yeah yeah but like i like how it, they have this little kid saying this heavy shit yeah. You know what I mean? Where it sounds dumb and goofy, like when I'm saying it, but like if you hear it in the context of the movie and everything, it's like, wow, like that's true. Like you, you do wish things are different, but it's only a wish. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things aren't going to be. It's fucking crazy. You, know, you can't pick the circumstances that you're born into. And like yes. that, this is like a, a pure example of that. Like this kid didn't ask for this chaotic life when he was born, but like, you know, circumstances are what they yeah. are so you got to make the best of it right because yeah. that's what he's what doing can you do it's fucking yeah. wild oh man i would love love to see the continuation of like him as an adult you know what i mean like just keep going but i guess it doesn't really work with the time period because if you watch the third movie um they have guns in the movie Oh really? No shit. Not not modern guns, but like yeah, there are guns. Like turn of so, the century guns and shit. Yeah, yeah, so it's probably like if I had to guess, this probably would have been there. Maybe the early to mid eighteen hundreds. You know that what would, I mean? That like would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, like the end of the of the era of the of the samurai. Sixty something maybe. Yeah, because like the dude in the in the in the third movie, like it's like a gun expert, and like they steal his guns, and like they oh, have all. The, yeah, that would take me out of it, honestly. I don't like that. It works. It works. Yeah, because he because like it's not it's not like flaunted. It's not you like shoot I mean? him up, bang bang, fucking gun movie all of a sudden. 
Well, no, no. But like it shows that he has to outsmart this guy. You know what I mean? Because he right. has these he like has fucking gun. guns. Yeah. So like they, they fucking use the kid as bait and all this shit. It's awesome. Oh, nice. So another part of this movie that I fucking love is when they're on the boat. And Dude. oh, man. And you see like these three guys, the masters of death. One has like a claw. That reminds Freddy me Kruger-y of uh, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, one has, um, it's like a not brass knuckles, but like a glove that has like a spike fucking knuckle area. It's like a Pretty Rob cool. Halford sex toy. I think yes. is really the best yeah. way to describe. Yeah, it. he's hell bent for leather. This guy for sure. <laughs> and then, and then the third dude has a fucking club, like a spiked Billy club, basically. And these guys are supposed to be like the Shogun's, like. I guess ultimate mercenary type guys and they're the there to protect of death. Yeah. I mean, they're there on. to protect his brother who's moving into this area and he's, you know, asserting his will. He's taking too much from the people and all this shit. And Ogami is hired by these people which don't even get me started on how he gets <laughs> these contracts, dude. Oh my fucking god. They visit the temples and they basically leave like secret signs for him that like they need his help yeah. and they have to pay him, you know, they have to pay him to do these jobs, but it's fucking so cool. Jesus Christ. So these masters of death are protecting the brother and Ogami's basic mission in this besides killing the Shogun is he's got to kill the Shogun's brother. He was hired to do that. So they're on this boat. And these three guys are just fucking assholes and everybody basically wants to kill them. And they just dispatch all these assassins like no problem. There are so many times in this movie where this one dude literally punches guys in the eyes with like this fucking spiked Rob Halford glove. Yeah, and it's fucking it's brutal great. as hell. <laughs> People are getting that Freddy Krueger claw in the skull like Jesus Fucking those three Christ. characters, dude, those masters of death, definitely some of the best characters in the movie. The outfits with the big fucking hats and shit. Dude, I I love their whole getup. I love their attitude. I love their weapons. I, I love their big finale that they have with Lone Wolf. That's just like fucking wild. Dude, it's those are, are great. Those are like a, a really good characters to have against lone wolf it, it just yeah. brings it, it's just like this really great uh culmination for the that ending scene that that's yeah. what this really needed because the story isn't gonna do that for you what i like the most about it is first of all i guess they kind of figure out that the, well they would know that this is ogami because ogami was famous the um Daigoro says, like, my father was, like, famous. He was the Shogun's decapitator. He was the best samurai in all of Japan. Yeah. So they would know who he is, obviously. But when they're on the boat, I guess it's affirmed. Like, they confirm that it's him when the one, like, random assassin is, like, smoking his opium pipe. And one of the masters of death takes his little blade out of his fucking uh, sword and throws it and cuts the tip of this dude's nose off and it like fucking hits the wall next to ogami and he's like the master of death is like hey can i have my knife back 
And instead of like going over and handing it to him, Ogami throws it back into the sword where it's supposed to go. Perfect shot. Like one in a million fucking shot, honestly. Now, what makes this whole interaction fucking awesome is that the assassin who gets his nose basically, you know, cut off a bit. The nose cut off is awesome. It's like Chris Farley in Dirty Work who got his nose bit (laughs) off by that dirty Saigon whore. It's fucking the best shit ever. Well, this guy goes to burn the whole ship to kill everybody, right? And I guess the masters of death are, they got this honor code still, even though they're pieces of shit. And so does Ogami, where they say, if you don't attack us, we won't attack you. Don't follow us. And that's the end. And like, you can escape with your son, like, because the ship is on fire. They have to fucking jump this shit, like, or else they're dead. And yeah, he I really says something like, like, you're stranded with sun, but you know, you don't make a move and we won't make a move. And then they kind of like just wrap themselves up in these like blanket tortilla shells cloaks. and, yeah. and <laughs> run out the fucking burning fire. But it's like a really cool first interaction between them, which the ending culmination fight is super cool because yeah. like they know like it's time, like they wanted to fight him, but they the realized that wasn't the time because it's oh the fucking sun. Who is like alerts him. He's like, hey, my dad's ready for you. And he fucking points over to his dad. And his dad's like fucking standing on a sand dude like a bad motherfucker. Like, yeah, dude, I'm like, let's do this shit. And I'm like, yo, Lone dude. Wolf is the fucking truth. <laughs> that ending scene, they're in like a desert. And all of a sudden, fucking Daigoro uh, appears out of nowhere and just points and you see like the silhouette of fucking Ogami He's ready standing for you on now. the dude. Dude, and the guys just look over and they just start running after him. And the fucking fight between them is great. Like him just slicing through these people like they are just pieces of shit. And when he gets to the eldest master of death, holy fuck, man. That, that thing is... Ugh. He fucking slices his throat. And you basically hear the eldest uh, master of death saying, uh, like, your form is incredible. I always heard when you cut somebody like that, it sounds like, um, like, what was it? Like, wind winter, gushing through, yeah. your, uh, through your, like, your neck or some shit like what that. What the hell does he say? He says it's like whipping winter wind or something. And he said, I always wanted to do that. And it's ridiculous that it happened to me. See, and I, as he's saying it, though. I you hate just this. Oh man, I love how he's saying this crazy shit, but as he's saying it, you see the neck wound spurting Spray. blood because he cut his fucking artery. Oh my god, you didn't I, like that shit? I, okay, I love that. I love that the, the precision cut and how you see it. You see this tiny like little flesh wound open up in his neck, and all of a sudden you hear what sounds like wind and like just red spraying the camera lens like just fucking hose down and it's like a, it's not like a thick blood it's like a real mist it's like spraying real fine that's what's like making the sound and i love all of that and i love the whole speech but i hate the translation at the end because it makes it sound like a fucking comedy line when he's and like it, that's it, just ridiculous yeah it's like i've always wanted to do this to somebody but the fact that it happened to me that's just ridiculous. And then he it falls over, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh god damn it! This is not a fucking comedy. Like, don't like yeah. just, just you could have done that so much better, in my opinion. That's the only thing that I hate about it. I agree that that whole thing would have been better if they left off the ridiculous line. Yes, the last I always wanted to his. do it to somebody, and now it happened to me. Curtains dead. 
That's yeah. it. That's all you, you had know, to fucking do. <laughs> you know what's even more badass? When uh, he goes over to the Shogun's brother, and the fucking brother's like, I'm the Shogun's brother, you can't do anything. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, dead. Him. He just like chop. That's all he says is, dead. God. And I'm like, holy fuck. That, that is, okay. So I have all these things that we talked about. They're all fucking great. But we have still really not dived into the best scene of the movie, in my opinion. Which one? <laughs> Dude. So halfway through this movie, they cannot they cannot fucking kill this motherfucker. They want Lone Wolf bad. So they have the one samurai dude go and talk to this like high priestess level samurai bitches that are like next level samurais. And these it's like an all female samurai group that are supposed to be like the deadliest of all samurais. And like this general is in there talking to like the head female who is Nancy from Roseanne. Very hot. Supreme ninja. Yeah, supreme ninja. <laughs> and uh, and and she's basically like, you know, well, who did you bring? Like, this is stupid. Like, why do I have to go take care of this? Why uh, this man is so bad that your men can't take care of it? And then like, you know, it's going back and forth. And the general's like, well, I don't think your guys are so that badass. Blah, 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 blah. So she's like, well, who's your best dude here? And he calls up this guy, <laughs> right? And like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. So she tells this dude who's supposed to be the best ninja there, try to escape the room. And all of her girls are standing there and he fucking tries to escape. These girls literally slice this man apart piece by piece, like fucking Hellraiser <laughs> style chunks falling on the ground. And then he ends up. Like a fucking Monty Python black knight, just limbless and fucking no arms on the ground. And then the icing on the cake to this beautiful fucking scene. <laughs> these two beautiful samurais take these swords and plunge them into the eye sockets of this completely <laughs> limbless corpse. And I'm like, this is a ballet of gore that I am completely about and I am in love with. That is the best scene of the movie. Dude, it's unreal the shit that goes on in this fucking movie. When you see him cut the one master of death, like he 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 hits him in the head with the sword, you know, from north to south. You see the and hat you think split first. Yeah, and you just think that it's going to be like, you know, the guy's just going to fall down and that's it. All of a sudden it hangs on him and you see his head split in half. You see it like fall into two pieces and like the blood starts shooting out. There's so many things like that in this movie that you would never expect that it just makes it that much better. That fucking scene of like the Supreme Ninja's women cutting this dude up they cut his ear off first then they cut his fucking like leg off they cut Very his shit like, like he doesn't oh, even know yeah. what's happening it, it and that's no, like the precision of it up. just his ear just his butt up. cheek or some shit like it's fucking crazy I, I just i love that they make it so fucking like brutally violent like that where you're yeah. just like holy shit dude when he fights like the like the henchmen of the supreme ninja like the other women he literally cuts the woman's arm off and then yeah. slices the other one in the neck. And in broad daylight, you see the sword in her neck, like shooting blood Beautiful out. Beautiful shots. It, I mean, the only thing that I wish was that the blood was better. But I mean, that's really being picky because the, you're never going to see other shit like this in, in movies from this time period, in my opinion. Like, this is fucking great. 
it's it's really just I think this like that time period. All the blood kind of looked like that. Oh yeah, I look back at the Herschel Gordon Lewis blood. I mean, it's just as fucking bad. hundred percent. It's it's the same color blood that they use in like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, right. Would you agree period. that it's no? It's hundred percent that time period. It's fucking sick though. It, it works because it's it's based off a of manga and it almost looks it makes it look it's stylish. Yeah, stylized exactly. That's a great that's a great way to say it. And the whole movie is like that when they're walking right. through like these different, um, you know, the different terrain. They're Beautiful in the woods. Sets. They're yeah, it's like all very just like over the top, like good looking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just like just, us, just yeah, fucking exactly. over the top, exactly. good looking. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how does it happen, <laughs> <laughs> man? Like, uh, like I said before, the intro when they show like this guy fucking this ogami's fucking house like his yeah. compound it's raining out right it's all it's spooky so in there looking yeah so the music moody, dude that theme which reminds me of darkness almost like dude, the, the the movie the, the music synth, in this baby is just like it's straight out of a horror movie you could easily lift the, the songs and put it in a horror movie soundtrack and they work just as well there is some great synth work so i, I imagine that's done for this cut like that's not like original you know, some of it is some of it is original some of oh, it is shit. is not yeah but i don't know if i want to fuck i don't know if i want to say this on here but there's an original 1980 release of this soundtrack that you can get on record Oh, and it has no all the good shit. Yeah, it that's has all the cool. good shit on there. And uh that's something I've been I've been after for a while, but I'm not trying to play uh pay some crazy price no, for yeah, it. But that. that would that would definitely be something that I would like to put on and you know, just hang out. So now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure like I've seen one uh one anime when I was growing up that I got into just because like I was a big Wu Tang fan and stuff, and it was uh Afro Samurai. Which is like Samuel Jackson. It's got like a bunch of Wu Tang music. It's I'm almost positive that it's like a reinterpretation of this story. It's 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 fucking like very similar. But the only thing I think would be different is that like the the dad was like this badass samurai who like he got he saw was like killed by this other badass samurai. Then the kid goes on to revenge, you know, for the father yeah. and shit. But I could tell 100% now looking back at it that like they were completely inspired by this by this movie. Like it's a complete take on that. I feel like this, you know, it's it's your basic revenge story. That's true too. But yeah. but but I definitely feel like it influenced you know a ton of movies after it. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at Kill Bill. They fucking watch oh, the yeah. movie in volume two at the end. That's the fucking movie that her daughter wants to watch before going to bed. And the story is very similar. You have, you know, this woman who was wronged, her husband or right. soon to be husband was murdered and she's going to kill the Shogun, AKA Bill. You know, you have, um, uh, Lucy Liu kind of like the Supreme Ninja, you know, she's got that whole fucking clan of fucking the crazy 88s. And like she has to fight her like fucking guys, like all crazy shit like that. I could see this, not maybe not even just you know uh, this particular cut, but the original film uh, series as well. I could see that film series being you know highly regarded 
in like the artistic, you know, director's world from like, you know, the 70s and the 80s, that Tarantino growing up time period and stuff like that. Because, yeah, I mean, that th these are honestly visually stunning. Like all even gore aside, I think that the movies are fucking beautiful. Like they just look the, the settings are so nice that I could I could understand why an aspiring filmmaker at the time period would be so interested in something like this just because of like the fucking camera work. Dude, there's a cool yep. shot where the two where Lone Wolf is like running after. I think it, it's the first brother or the first son, I mean, of, of the Shogun. And they're running at each other and the fucking yeah. camera is like on them running and like yeah it's like kind of shaking and shit with them running dude it, it is such a cool camera effect so there's so much to take out of this that i could see this inspiring so many fucking people yeah i mean i know people say you know this is kind of a bastardization of the lone wolf and cub movies and stuff i could i, I feel, can totally imagine dude <laughs> but I feel like it it adds this whole other like mood to the movie where you know you can watch the that whole series all six of those movies and it's awesome. It's awesome by them it's like well, but it's like watching a completely different thing. Oh, I'm sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Which to me, I'm okay with that. I like seeing other people's interpretations of things. It's like listening to a cover song. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like it it's obviously a different thing. But you can still enjoy it. You don't have to just hate it unless you're like a fucking movie snob that, you know, oh, no, it's not the original. And there this is entertaining as fuck. There is subversions of the of the original series, at least. Yes. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. I don't think there's any dubbed versions. I, yeah, I but, imagine. But uh, there is sub. everything is subtitled. Like the third one I watched, it was subtitled. Right now I have, uh, I think the sixth one on is right now and it's subtitled. Oh, shit. Yeah. Six. So, uh, you know, I, I 100% think you should go maybe here, watch Shogun Assassin. And if you really like this movie and you think it's cool as fuck, go watch the original six. Then go watch the Lone Wolf and Cub series. I'll, I'll, I'll probably check them out because they make a, they make a really nice criterion Blu-ray set of all this shit. And it has oh, Shogun really? Assassin on it too. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. probably what I would grab then. Just because they do such a great job with their, their Blu-ray releases. It probably looks fucking awesome remastered. I would love to watch that on my TV, honestly, and see this <laughs> and fucking, all that gore and giant fucking vision. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I, I actually... Uh, there's an MCA release of this if you want to watch the tape. If you want to watch it online or on your you know smart TV or whatever... You have to join the Criterion uh, collection service or whatever, which is great because it has all the Lone Wolf and Cub stuff. It has Shogun Assassin. Then after that, you can go watch a really nice version of Eraserhead that's on here. They oh, got no a lot shit. of good. Yeah, dude, they got a lot of good shit on here. Scanners fucking, also is on there, which yep. that fucking Scanners scan, no pun, <laughs> is fucking really <laughs> great. Like That's the best that movie's ever looked. That would probably be the easiest way for you to watch this movie at the moment. The tape is pretty hard to come by. It's pretty expensive. Um, it's 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 cool to watch. It's definitely probably how fucking uh, you know Wu Tang and all that shit got these fucking oh definitely it's you know first, uh, liquid swords. They definitely were fucking well. Was that just Jizza? I think it was. He's like the main like producer and stuff like that. So I know he was the one that like 
dubbed it all from he dude, I, I can see them there playing the fucking movie with a microphone like just fucking capturing all, the fu- well it is all like blown out sounding when oh, you listen to it so yeah but that's that's how quotable this movie is seriously there's so many good fucking lines of dialogue in this movie that you you're gonna fucking crack up because like they'll say one thing and you're like wow that's cool like 10 minutes later somebody else says something that's, that's fucking even cooler cool as <laughs> uh i i really don't know if you uh picked up or not on how much we like thought this movie was fucking awesome how like cool yeah. it is how much of an experience it is it's not a horror movie but it certainly has a lot of horror elements in it that's for damn sure no it's not a horror movie but i think this in- influenced a lot of our favorite horror movies to come 100 yeah. percent. this movie influenced a ton of shit when you watch it you're gonna be like holy fuck like this reminds me of this this reminds yeah, me of that that's what it did for me yeah and you know what it does feel like a fucking spaghetti western with the over-the-top fucking gore you know the shit that you weren't seeing here it's almost like so you know you have all these movies like the sword of doom and harakiri and all that stuff and shit like that and it's like that stuff is very 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 highly regarded in in film you know it's it's beautiful like real filmmaking and stuff and i feel like this is the shit like django you know what i mean like where it's like i get it it's you know that you have those classic westerns but then you got a movie like django where it's just like more on our level of what we want to see of what we find entertaining you know and this is equally as beautiful as all those other movies. Like that's the thing that's so yes. special about it is that it, it would toe to toe hold up with all these classics. And and I would say even outdo them in some regards as far as camera tricks and dude, like anytime someone's getting chopped, you're getting fucking blood on the camera. I love that. It's just mm-hmm. a it's it's a little effect that that puts me in the moment that like just kind of makes it feel more real and visceral. It, it's great. And like those those little things that happen when you, when you do have gore in a movie, I think take it to the next level. If it would have just yep. been the chop and it would have been like, oh, there's some blood and stuff, it's a great scene. But now you're getting blood on the camera. And now I'm fucking drawn in. Now I'm really yeah. excited about it. It makes it almost more. It sounds crazy, but more realistic. That's what I'm because saying. If, it's more. Yeah, it feels yeah. real. Like if your ass was getting cut with a real samurai sword there's gonna be fucking tons of blood it ain't just gonna be (laughs) you know falling down and that's it you're gonna have blood spraying all over the wall dude when he's wearing the white getup and he's holding fucking daigoro like fighting his way out and you just see the blood all over everything he's covered in blood the walls are covered in blood the the fucking bad guys are covered in blood it's awesome watch first 48 i've seen the fucking blood splatter that's realistic (laughs) that's how this shit goes down (laughs) i've cut my hand at work before i've seen what happens (laughs) with my swiss army knife (laughs) so grizz give me your final thoughts on this thing just sum it up for me you know I, i have like this weird relationship with some films where upon watching it and like i to 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 clarify i finished this movie we started recording this episode at nine o'clock tonight Uh, i finished this movie at about 8 45 so like i am fresh off of this this was my first time watch and i didn't really i wasn't really sure how to feel about it right at the end of watching it i was a little because of the story was a little un the story didn't pay off for me but then me and you started talking about it 
and I started thinking about all these great things that I just could reminisce on and like scene after scene that I just thought were really cool camera tricks, things that I thought, oh, wow, this gore is fucking great. So I came away at the end of the movie thinking I wasn't going to care for it. And now at the end of recording this podcast, this movie's fucking great. Like I have only one negative but let a fucking overflowing bucket full of positives to say about it so uh, this movie in general is, is fucking awesome must watch yeah like 100 percent. like i dude i look legitimately i was like i would probably never watch this movie again when i just finished it i want to watch it again right now you want to like, go back and watch the six fucking original yeah movies like I, I, <laughs> I was like dude i want to show this to people now like i i came away from it originally not really caring but now i'm like I'm a believer. Fucking awesome. I'm it's a awesome, fucking man. believer. I told dude. you. Yeah. So I'm born again fucking ninja assassin. Shogun assassin. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm gonna remake it and call it fucking ninja assassin. <laughs> that probably is a I think that is I, a movie. I, there has I think to that, be. How is it not? I, you know. I agree, man. Yeah, but like you said, this movie just has like personality. It's got like this aura to it. It's got this whole like it makes you feel some sort of way when you're watching it when you hear that fucking intro the mute the synth score playing the narration it makes you want to go avenge somebody's death makes you want to go get a samurai sword and fucking go avenge somebody it is yeah dude this fucking chubby ass guy walking around with a sword you look at him and you think it's fucking dopey at first but like once you kind of get to know the character you're like holy shit this is fucking awesome. This is really good. And you know what? If you like it, after you watch it, go watch the rest of the Lone Wolf and Cub series because it's really fucking wild. And even the third one, that's the one that I, I'm probably, um, I guess, more well-versed in uh, when it comes to the sequels because I really haven't gotten through all of them yet. I haven't seen all of them yet. It's a lot. Six uh, movies. The, so. The third one is just as good as the as this, and or if you watch the first two, it's fucking great. And you know, I I definitely think it's a movie that if you're into horror films, if you're into fucking crazy action movies, which you probably are if you watch VHS tapes, yeah, uh, this one would be right up your alley, and it it may become one of your favorite like action type films. Or one of your favorite films in general. It might hit yeah, you really hard. Yeah, I'm not a hard. big action movie guy. This is probably one of my favorite action movies now. See? I, I think you, that's you, safe to say. You scoffed at me in the beginning I of did. this episode. I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> making me watch you. this bullshit. I, you always I Jim do. Jones, yeah. You're convincing. It got me drinking the Kool-Aid up in here, dude. Jim Jones, you baby. Uh, definitely check this fucking one out. Bad taste approved, right? Stamp that shit. <laughs> All right, let's head over to the video Dropbox because I have to go watch this again. Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox, and we are ready to lay it on you. We picked a movie that we both absolutely love. 
Is this a childhood favorite of yours also? Because yes. I really like this as a kid also. Fuck yeah. We, we are going back to the mid 90s, 1996 to be exact, to watch the Peter Jackson classic, The Frighteners. This movie has it all. You got Michael J. Fox. You have fucking Jeffrey Combs. My you favorite. got fucking Jake Busey, I think, is in this movie, yeah. right? <laughs> D. Wallace, like uh, Lady of Horror legend D. Wallace, John Aston. This is like, I love this cast, dude. Fucking Arlie Emery, that motherfucker who from uh, Full Metal Jacket. You got love music that, by Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah. This the the uh, star classic Danny Elfman. Uh, <laughs> best probably known for the Simpsons uh, intro. That's what I know him for, anyways. Wait, did he really do the fucking The Simpsons intro? Danny Elfman? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's legitimately how I know that guy. I don't know what else. I mean, I know he's done other stuff, but that's like how I know him. Dude, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that was him. Oh, Beetlejuice. That was another one. Uh, Big Top Pee-wee. Did he do the Tales from the Crypt uh, theme or no? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Wasn't that's he in Oingo I'm- Boingo? What? Wasn't he an Oingo Boingo? Is that a real thing? I'm almost positive I'm not making that up, dude. Is that a... Yes, he was. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's how he got his start. Wow, dude. That's fucking awesome. You know know what? Let's let's hit the trailer, because now I want to see if he did the Tales from the Crypt theme. Look that shit up. There has been a destructive force unleashed on this town such as I have never seen. Oh my god, I don't believe this is not happening! We have got a poltergeist! Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's not gonna be cheap. Although I do offer a six-month guarantee. That fellow takes us totally for granted. Hey, Stuart, interact, huh? Frank Bannister had a remarkable ability. Psychic investigator? To communicate with the dead. You, you could see spirits? Emanations are normally confined to the cemetery. You cannot push spirits around! Although they do escape. And an uncanny knack. We're gonna scare the living daylights out of your parents. <gasps> For making a profit off the living. We're supposed to be his business partners. Everyone says that you're a fraud, but I've seen what you can do. Give it up, Frank. Death ain't no way to make a living. But now, some things put the fear of death in the living. What is happening to me? And send the dead running for their lives. I've seen a figure in a cape. That was the soul collector. When your number's up, that's it. Frank, we got problems. All these murders that have been going on in Fairwater, they're gonna pin them on you. From Universal Pictures and Robert Zemeckis. You're next, pal. And acclaimed director, Peter Jackson. We don't stop till the screaming starts, you dig? The Frighteners. Yep, he in fact did do the Tales from the Crypt theme song. That makes sense. Which it is, sounds like it, dude. Yeah. It's classic Elfman. <laughs> um, I, dude, I, I love that Tales from the Crypt theme. 
probably that one is of the probably, best. Yeah, that that is up there with like Phantasm, Darkness, Shogun Assassin. That's another fucking yeah. sick theme. Um, all dude, zombie, all that fucking Fabio Frizzy shit, the Goblin stuff. That fucking Tales from the Crypt theme song is, is so recognizable. You just know it. And I, if I remember correctly, the Frighteners has a pretty good fucking soundtrack too. Very Danny Elfman. Yes, <laughs> which would make sense now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Another one it, that, uh, like, we, like we mentioned before, uh, written by Peter Jackson, uh, but was also co-written by Fran Walsh, who we mentioned before in our other Peter Jackson episodes. That's like his life partner lady. They've yeah. been together for fucking ever. They write everything together. I honestly cannot think of a better writing duo than these two. The things that they have have wrote together are some of my favorite things of all time. So these are fucking this, awesome. this, the fucking power couple shit right there. Awesome VHS release. You have the lenticular cover, right? Oh, With the, the fucking that's ghost. So classic. The, the all Jeff- white and green. Yep. Jeffrey Combs is weird as fuck in this movie, which I love. Fucking great. You got all sorts of crazy shit. I can't wait to talk about this one. Uh, quite possibly the last recording in this uh, version oh, of the Bad Taste man. HQ. Moving studios. Yeah, we will be we will be upgrading studios. Uh, Grizz will be living in my basement with me. It's gonna yeah. be pretty good. <laughs> I got I got a servants' quarters that they've all laid out. It's gonna be real nice. It's called the laundry room. Uh, so. <laughs> Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please leave us a rating. Hopefully it's good. It helps us out a lot. And we will see you next week with The Frighteners. <laughs>